Napa know-how. This month, get a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil plus a Napa Platinum Oil Filter for $21.98. That's a pretty unbelievable deal. But trust us, it's totally real, but only for a limited time. So get Napa Full Synthetic and a Napa Platinum Oil Filter for $21.98 today. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 4-30-19. You're listening to a Castaway Media Podcast. Find more great shows at castaway.media or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash castaway podcasts. Welcome along to Fair Game. I'm Elaine Buckley. And I'm Emily Glenn. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be introducing you to the Irish sportswomen who will be flying the flag in Rio. With the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games now only hours away, it's safe to say that we're extremely excited about absolutely overdosing on sport for the next 16 days. There will be over 11,000 athletes hailing from 207 nations competing in 306 different events at the Rio Olympics. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're zoning right in on the 26 Irish sportswomen amongst them, 18 of whom are making their Olympic debuts. We want to introduce you to these incredible athletes, talk through their events and bring you up to speed on when and where to watch them in action. But first, we need something from you. If you could find an episode of Fair Game that you really enjoyed, or even this episode, and when you finish listening to it, like and share on Twitter. That's how we spread the word. Also, subscribe and review on iTunes or however you find the podcast. And then tweet us or email us to let us know who you would like to hear interviewed on the podcast in the future. Back to the now, and we're going to get stuck straight into previewing each Olympic event featuring Irish sportswomen. And first on the list is that old Olympic favourite of athletics. So we've quite a few sportswomen uh, in track and field and road events. So we're going to take them in order of distance. And kicking that off for us in the 800 metres is Kira Everard. So Kira is a first-time Olympian. She's 26. She's from Kilkenny, and she ran the qualifying standard and was selected for Team Ireland and she is competing in the 800 metres which is one of the most probably the most competitive track event at the Olympics yeah incredibly so but she did run a pretty competitive personal best in Belgium last year so you know it's still a really good watch um, but it is absolutely for I think women's athletics easily the most competitive field qualifying like qualifying for the 800 meters is a huge achievement in in itself and we're really looking forward to seeing Kira in action in her heats which will take place on day 12 and she's also um just returned from injury right she's had a stress fracture yeah she had kind of an injury quite close to the time the time to set off to Rio so she's kind of had to be very mindful of that and kind of alter her training accordingly but She's there now, safe and sound and ready for action. And she has a few days to uh, hopefully get acclimatised because she's not on until day 12. But another Irish athletics sportswoman who is competing for us in Rio is Kira McGeehan, our, our old friend. Uh, she's competing in the 1500 metres. Kira McGeehan, of, formerly of this parish, podcast parish. Um, Kira joined us on a Road to Rio podcast and to kind of tell us all about her training and her 
just how she got into running her background in it and um, she really is an incredible athlete and since then she has made history by becoming only the third ever Irish woman to medal at the European Championships back in July she took the bronze medal she was so close to silver but it it was a, a photo finish but she claimed the bronze and um, it was just it was just such a special like she just has such a genuine belief in her own ability and such a confidence in in what she can do and she is she is under no like she she firmly believes she's going to make that olympic final mm-hmm. that she's going to blaze blaze through her heat put in the performance of her life and and make that final and she's I'm really looking forward to seeing her in action and 40 minutes of a podcast with her I firmly believe she's going to do it as well when she came in to talk to us she'd already uh, achieved the Irish mile record for 2016 uh, and she she just delivers like she just puts it out there and delivers uh, and I, I really can't wait to see her make her Olympic debut because I just think she's going to be like she's just she's a joy to watch run and she's also got a great story and she's a great person so we she, are she's been um she's been nicknamed nicknamed the the next Sonia O'Sullivan in in the past which is like a, a bit a lofty tag to bear but um it was a really kind of special moment after her race after her final at the European Championships in Amsterdam in July when it was the the event was was shown live on TV and then it cuts back to the RT studio and Kira, just after becoming the third woman to win a European medal, is being analysed by the other two women who've won European medals, obviously Sonia Sullivan and Dervil O'Rourke. So it's so interesting to hear Sonia talk about her and the tactics that she should kind of apply to the 1500 metre race because it's such a tactical, it's almost like a game of chess, that race. It's fascinating to watch. So roll on day seven of the Olympics when we will see Kira McGeehan from County Down in action. Following her hot on her heels, if you will, uh, on day eight is the 3,000 metre steeplechase. And we have three women competing in that. Michelle Finn, Kerry O'Flaherty and Sarah Tracy. Yep. Three Irish women in the 3,000 metre steeplechase event, which is really incredible. And it's it's kind of been one of the more interesting stories on the road to Rio because all three women achieved. They ran the qualifying time at the same race on the same night in, in Donegal last year. Now, it was uh, kind of a long wait up until they actually were notified of their selection for Team Ireland. Um, during that time, we had the pleasure of Sarah Tracy joining us in studio to talk us through her road to Rio. And it's just such it's such a tough event. Like besides the running of 3000 metres, which is hard enough as it is, you've got your hurdles in there and then the water pits are just insane. Like that's kind of it's almost like the Hunger Games like they all just bound over into this water pit over a big hurdle and it's just the skill involved in getting back on your feet and getting out of that um, it's a it's a really great race to watch it is a really fun race to watch because there's always something happening in it like mm-hmm. it's it's a very it's a very fast moving event mm-hmm. it really is and the three Michelle, Kerry and Sarah all represented Team Ireland at the European Championships in Amsterdam as well and incredibly all three of them got out of their heats and made the final and all of them in the final, they placed Michelle placed seventh, Sarah placed ninth and Kerry placed twelfth. All three of them ran either season best or personal best. So they are hitting their top form approaching Rio. And there's no reason 
to to believe that 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 one or all can't make it out of their heat on on the right day they they're, they've been going in the right direction and it's going to be a cracker of an event to watch so those three women are making their olympics debut but somebody who has been to two olympics previously both beijing in 2008 and london in 2012 is fanula mccormick fanula is running in the 10,000 meter and she's also running in the marathon now the 10,000 meter she's run previously she ran 10,000 meter 5,000 meter and in the steeplechase and the 10,000 meter field is really busy in in Rio um, and she is also competing against the defending champion uh, Tanoush de Baba who won gold in Beijing and London but I think the marathon is the one to watch here because it's Fanula's first Olympic marathon um, and she made qualifying time for that in the Chicago Marathon in 2015 where she ran I think it was 2.31 she came 13th and it was just 10 minutes outside of the the winning time there Um, she has only run her first marathon in 2014 okay. in Zurich so this is very early days for her at this distance and she I think can do like really brilliant things there in terms of both a personal best maybe a season's best um, but she's also running up against Lizzie Lee who is from Cork she's 36 um, uh, but she is one of the five Irish fastest marathon runners ever so it's wow. going to be a really really competitive field just between Team Ireland alone mm-hmm. and joining them as well of course is is, uh, is Breege Connolly um, who is also making her Olympic debut. So much like the steeplechase, we've got three Irish women battling it out in the one field. Um, it's going to be a great event to watch. The marathon is definitely one to look out for on day nine of the Rio Olympics. So moving on to some field events, we have Tori Penna, who's competing in the pole vault for us on day 11. She's 29. Yeah, Tori, is, uh, Tori actually made history in qualifying for London 2012 as the first Irish pole vaulter ever. Um, Tori is from California, in the United States, but she represents Team Ireland and she made history then and now she's back for more competing in the Rio Olympics and you can see her qualifying rounds on day 11. Um, back to badminton we have Chloe McGeehan Chloe is competing in badminton she's 28 she's from Donegal she this is not her first rodeo she was in Beijing in 2008 uh, and London in 2012 yeah and Chloe badminton is um, it's like it's just such a really great sport to watch it's like just such a brilliant Olympic sport to get into there's such agility involved in it and we're looking forward to seeing uh, to, to seeing Chloe back in action and we will be doing so on day six is her first matchup. Now, day seven, Queen Katie. Queen Katie Taylor is competing in the boxing on day seven. Put it in your diary. We will be tweeting the dates. Yep. We all know that Katie Taylor won gold at the London Olympics. It was one of the best days in the history of Irish sport. I think we will all agree. And now she's back for more for her second Olympic Games in Rio. Um, Katie had quite a tough path to, to qualification. Um, she was eliminated from the European qualifying event, which was her first loss since 2011 and an absolute shock to both her, but to the Irish viewing public as well, who I suppose we'd kind of we, we Katie has set such a high standard for herself that when she doesn't win a gold medal, it's a shock. So I personally, she had to take the scenic route through qualifying. She had to then go on to the world championships. 
get it back together and achieve um, a minimum fourth place in order to qualify for the Olympics. Now she finished third and she won the bronze. And I think just in terms of Katie, that it was a real blessing in disguise that that happened before the Olympics because people can kind of tune in to, to Olympic sports for one month out of four years. They don't think about what goes on behind behind closed doors for those four years between between Olympic Games. And for every, Katie competes in the 60 kilogram lightweight division. She is the one to beat. She is the reason it is an Olympic sport and she is the one whose tapes all of the other competitors have been watching for the past four years. So she's got a target on her back People have studied how she moves, how she, how she boxes, and she's uh, she really she really is the, the one to beat. However, no better woman to rise to a challenge like we're such a such a talented multi world championship winning, multi European championship winning Olympic gold medalist. She's still our probably our best medal hope, and I just cannot wait to see her back flying the flag for Team Ireland in the Olympic boxing ring. Absolutely, uh, I think everybody has memories of her winning. Uh, gold in London and then also uh, there was a couple of really intense photos of her losing recently um, and they just I, they're actually just seared into my mind because they just give me such sports feels mm-hmm. like I just I can't really look at them for too long mm-hmm. um, but somebody who's making their Olympic debut is Shannon McCurley and she's cycling um, she's a track cyclist um, and I have to confess I've never watched women's track cycling before but I'm actually going to watch this one um, because I really like her story so she's 24 she's originally from Australia but I think she's an Irish grandparent that's how she's uh, representing Ireland but she qualified in March I believe uh, a couple of weeks after recovering from appendicitis I think Um, and she qualified through the repechage so yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see how she performs um, and see what her uh, what her event is actually like because mm-hmm. I've never watched it before. And that of ev- that event is it's in the track cycling. It's the women's Kieran, and it's going to be her first uh, competition. It's going to be on day seven of the Olympics. And from bikes to horses, moving on to equestrian, we've got two Irish women representing Team Ireland in equestrian events. Uh, the first of which is Claire Abbott, who is part of the three-day eventing team. So it's her plus three fellow male teammates. So Claire is making her Olympics debut. Eventing is a really, in- it's a really intense Olympic event. It's like three days of like cross-country competition, jumping. It kind of takes in all of the elements of equestrian. And we've also got Judy Reynolds, who's competing in the dressage event, which is kind of a more intricate um, equestrian event where the horses have to perform all sorts of different kind of routines and stuff like that. And equestrian, certainly not my strong point, but it's it's one of those Olympic it's it's one of those sports that's it's what the Olympics are made for. It's like you're sitting at home, turn on the TV, equestrian's on and you just get so bet into it for the hour that it's on. <laughs> it's enthralling to watch. It's just um, it's just one of those really fascinating events. And it's great that we've got two, um, two season, seasoned sportswomen representing Team Ireland in it. Well, now our next athlete is not a seasoned sportswoman when it comes to the Olympics. Uh, Leon Maguire is making her Olympic debut. She is aged just 21 and she is from County Cavan. 
And yes, Leona is going to be competing in golf, the controversial Olympic sport that is golf. And joining her is Stephanie Meadow, age 24, from County Antrim. So Stephanie and Leona are going to be lining up for Team Ireland on the golf course. There's been a lot of controversy around golf and a certain Mr. McElroy not deeming it worthy enough. You know what? Good for him. I'm glad he's not there. It means that upcoming sports stars like Leona and Stephanie will get more attention. Um, Leona had a great feat this week as she was competing at the British Open and she placed 25th but she was awarded um, the, the she was awarded the top amateur award which is such a good confidence boost for her heading off to Rio. The golf is kind of further into the games. It's week two and it kicks off on day 12. So keep an eye out for both Leona and Stephanie in competition there. Uh, back to the start day two uh gymnastics yep we've got Ellis O'Reilly another first time Olympian it's just incredible 18 women making their debut it's it's just amazing but Ellis is an 18 year old from London who has made history as the first ever woman to qualify for gymnastics so this is a huge deal and she's she's only 18 so like this is the beginning of probably a, a very bright future for Ellis um, gymnastics is a notoriously competitive field like it's just that you have your 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 super heavyweights who, who you know will probably sweep the medals but it's so special that we're going to be able to see Ellis in action there um, it's one of the earliest events and it's up on day two so make sure to tune in and see her in action something I've really enjoyed hearing about from all of the athletes we've had on the podcast is how organized they are and how uh how they schedule in training for and competing at such an elite level with their you know lives and we've we've had an episode on work-life balance you know but we've we've heard it from sarah tracy who's a doctor and we've heard it from Kira mcgeehan who's um, a student and you know they have really incredibly high pressured lives apart from sport and yet they they factor that in and I know that Ellis O'Reilly has qualified whilst uh completing her A-levels yeah. in the UK like that's insane yeah so I she's, mean she's basically going to the Olympics on her summer holidays like which is it's just crazy it's just such a huge achievement um and hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more from from Ellis post Rio as well I mean there's there's a lot to be said about you know fitting one sport into uh into your life but pentathlon yeah. When one sport just is not enough. Modern pentathlon is... Well, modern pentathlon was my find of London 2012, I think, because I hadn't a rashers about it. I didn't know what it was. But all of a sudden, there's this kind of breakout Irish star competing on it. And we are, of course, talking about Natalia Coyle. Natalia kind of epitomizes what it is to be an ambassador for your sport. She, first of all, plays a blinder in competition but she also puts in so much work promoting her sport and the work that she has done since London 2012 when she placed ninth on her Olympic debut incredible achievement the work that she's done to raise the profile of the sport since then has been brilliant she's so active on social media she's so active online about just just kind of sharing her training and what's required for modern pentathlon because even that in itself is a is a bit tough to get your head around. Something I really enjoyed uh, on her social media was um, looking at, was thinking about how she was going to get all of that equipment. Like, how do you get swords to customs? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how, how do you get all of that equipment to Rio? So for people who've never seen modern pentathlon, it is five sports. Uh, the order they come in, you know this? There's five sports that, that, that you have to do. There's, there's swimming, there's 
fencing, there's equestrian, there is running, and there is shooting. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm kind yeah. of tired just after after saying after saying that it's um. So if you think about like the the training that would go into to preparing for an Olympic Games, like you, you're training at five different events full time, um, it's a seriously demanding sport. And I think I think one of the most bizarre elements of modern pentathlon, which I only found out recently, is that in the equestrian event. You don't bring your own horse. It's not it's not BYOH. You get a horse selected for you at the event and you have half an hour to bond with that animal before you're trying to make it jump over fences for you. It's just as if the five events weren't enough. Here's just an added curveball of a, a, a horse who is effectively a stranger. So modern pentathlon is really, really going to be, be one to watch. I saw a brilliant ad that Natalia did for, for ESB recently, which said that the sequel is going to be much better than the original. So if she has that kind of confidence after a ninth place finish in London, she's she's only gotten better since. It's definitely going to be a great one to watch and it's going to take place across. It's in week two across day 13 and 14. We are in all of Natalia Coyle and we also can't wait to watch her in action on those days. Um, back to day one and day two events. We have some some rowers going. Yeah, we have um, first up the first Irish sportswoman that you are going to see on your TV screens is Sunita Puspure, who is competing in the women's single skulls the first uh, event of which takes place on day one. So that's tomorrow. Um, Sunita made history in qualifying for London 2012 as the first female rower to ever qualify for Ireland. Um, So that in itself was a huge achievement. She's back for more now in Rio and we're really looking forward to seeing her in action on day one. And then joining her on the Irish rowing team is the lightweight double skulls duo of Sinead Jennings and Claire Lamb. They are making their Olympic debut. And again, it's just brilliant to see a sport like rowing have this kind of profile. Um, again, it wouldn't be one of my strong points at all, but it's it's such, it's kind of, again, it just kind of epitomizes what the Olympics are all about. And um, we've, we've, of course, been following their journey and from their qualification and and how they got to Rio but in terms of the intricacies of the event I can't wait to just tune in and and see it live and see them competing So I was never really a fan of sailing um, until London 2012 when Annalise Murphy was well I think she was robbed 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 stolen from her uh, but she did achieve fourth place so sorry let's just get a bit of context on this she was 22 years old she went to London it was her first Olympics and she achieved fourth place in what was effectively a photo finish like it was so incredibly close and tight um, and she is four years later four years stronger and she is up for round two in Rio she had the nation captivated yeah, in she, 2012 she really did like it was incredible to watch um, all of a sudden the whole country was extremely interested in sailing and it just it just goes to show the important of the importance of of role models and the importance of uh, female athletes being high profile like how how many young girls would have really kind of knuckled down and taking their sailing seriously af- after seeing what's possible from Annalise in in London 2012 there's been a bit of controversy around the water quality in Rio and in terms of if, if it's if it's if it's fit for competition. Um, certainly compared to the conditions that Annalise was 
accustomed to competing in for for London. I did read an interview with her recently where she was really kind of obviously with the fourth place finish in London she is earmarked as a medal prospect but she was really trying to play that down because with sailing there's so many different elements Rio is a completely different climate to that of London so it's going to be interesting to see how how she adapts and how she just how, how she how she comes to terms with that change but certainly she is going to be a great one to watch and the laser radial event will kick off on day three she has done a lot for kind of promoting her sport and I think two other sailors who have done um, a lot recently to promote their sport are Saskia Tidy and Andrea Brewster um, who if you don't follow them all over social media you just should I think they're called Brewster Tidy or Tidy Brewster um, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook The Works they have crowdfunded um, a lot of their journey a lot of the road to Rio has been crowdfunded um, and they are competing in the 49er FX Women's Skiff um, they're from Dublin. Saskia Tidy is from Dublin and Andrea Brewster is from London. So um, I don't actually know a huge amount about this event, right? But I feel like this is going to be one of the ones that I bandwagon on massively. Oh, totally. And I, I just, given how much work they've put into promoting themselves and promoting their sport, like I am absolutely hooked. I can't wait to see them in action. We had... Um, like they, they've they've spent a lot of time out of Ireland training, spent a lot of time over in Rio training. So... You know they they had they had a tough qualification process. They had injury problems, but they they got their qualification a couple of months ago, and now they are absolutely set for Rio. And yeah, we're looking forward to seeing Saskia and Andrea in action. They're going to be up on day seven. And straight back to day two, we have Fiona Doyle, who is competing in the one hundred meter and two hundred meter swimming. Yep, Fiona Doyle breaststroke is her uh, is her specialty. That's that's her event. Um, Fiona is. Uh, I'm I'm kind of just in awe of Fiona Doyle to be honest she's she's only 24 but she has been competing at such a high level for for a decade basically for the, for the past couple of years she's she's been based over at the University of Calgary where she's gone over on scholarship so she has just been living breathing and eating swimming like it is it is her entire life and she has put so much into it and one thing I really like about Fiona is her it's her honesty like she's 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 done a good bit of press recently and she has been quite outspoken about kind of how she feels about people becoming incredibly invested in swimming for one month around the Olympics whereas it's a four-year journey that goes into qualifying for the event and you know there's like 900 swimmers compete in the Olympics half of those are men so to even qualify for the Olympics in swimming is such a huge achievement and can't wait to see her in action in her heat Um, the RTE series Road to Rio gave us a really great insight into Fiona's training and like I was watching her just with my mouth hanging open when you saw her gym sessions what she does It was insane. Um, a clip of her actually went quite viral at the time. She was doing one-handed pull-ups in the gym. So it's just the strength and the stamina and the endurance and everything that you need for swimming. Fiona is kind of the epitome of that. And yeah, it was great to see that kind of access for her her journey. Um, I won't be attempting a one-handed pull-up anytime soon. <laughs> um <laughs> well maybe I will for the crack we'll film it and put, a, put it on our Twitter just to give everyone a laugh stay tuned um, but yeah so Fiona's up to swimming is all taking place in week one and Fiona's first heat will be on 
day two of the Olympics. So pretty much closing out the event is the triathlon um, and Aileen Reid. Now Aileen Reid is arguably the most prominent Irish triathlete, uh, male or female. Um, she's 34, she's from County Derry. She competed in London 2012 um, and she was a bit of a... a I w- is it fair to say she was a dark horse in London 2012? I don't know. But she has had uh, six top 10 finishes um, in World Tri Series to her name. So she is accustomed to being inside the top 10. She had a really, really strong 2015 season uh, in, in terms of World Triathlon Series. Um, but she's had a really pretty rocky start now to 2016. She finished 48th in Yokohama, but she's tidied that back up and she finished 17 there in Hamburg pretty recently. So, you know, she's competing in, I mean, I know we said the 800 metres was the most competitive athletics field, mm-hmm. but I would really argue that this overall for the women is the most competitive. Um, it's just, it's going to be an, an incredible watch. And I'm, so excited about it um, but Aileen Reid is definitely the one to watch and I think she I think she's a dark horse mm. um, triathlon is certainly like it's just such a it's just one of those events that just requires such stamina it's just like oh get out of the water now to get on and do a massive cycle like it's just I certainly am just in awe of, of those kind of endurance events what are the distances on a, an Olympic triathlon I don't know off the top of my head okay it's um yeah, it's it's and it's one of the last events as well. So like we'll get through everything else and then there on day 15, Aileen will be waiting to hopefully wow us again. Yep, indeed. So that is kind of that we've gone through every single woman who's going to be representing Ireland at the Olympic Games. Um, we're lucky, as we said, 26 sportswomen in action, 18 of them making their debuts, which is really exciting for, for, for the future of, of Irish Olympic events. And I suppose we're just going to talk bigger picture now about the Olympic Games. And I suppose we've we've mentioned it already briefly, but the big question is which Irish sportswomen are most likely to medal at the Games? And personally, I don't I'd like obviously people are there to win medals, but it's not the sole emphasis for so many athletes achieving the qualification is a massive landmark to be celebrated in itself but we do have some who we do have some pretty exciting medal prospects competing Emily who do you think we could be hearing Aaron Naveen for on a podium in Rio I just think Kira McGeehan has it I just I mean she's got a lot of competition in her field but I think she has the vision and she has the self-belief to see it through uh, and she has delivered like it's not she does not have blind self-belief like she she is delivered and I I, yeah I think she's got it her battle back from injury seems to have just been such a huge part in her in her character like she was she was injured for about two years with Achilles problems is is that right and she um, she just has because of it she just has this incredible result people wrote her off so to those who wrote her off uh, to then see her on th- at the European Championships with a medal around her neck, that just must have been so satisfying for Kira. And it's, it's a very it's a very fine line between um, between confidence and cockiness. And she is by no like when we she is so confident in, in, in herself in such a really refreshing way. It's just yeah. such utter self-belief. And uh, yeah, if, if she can 
you know, if Kira can can make it to that final, anything is possible. Yeah. I solidly, I just, I'm back in Kira McGee all the way. I think she was fantastic. Um, I loved her when we had her on the podcast and I love to watch her run. I just think she is a natural and I actually think she loves it. I don't think she's lost to that thing yet where she's doing it, you know, for reasons because she wants to prove people wrong or whatever. Like she's obviously, there is that backstory, but I still think she just loves it and I think it just shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, back in Kira McGee. What about you? Um, I think Katie Taylor is going to win a medal for Ireland in boxing in the lightweight division. Um, I'm loath to say what colour that medal will be. Obviously, I would absolutely love it to be gold. But I think in relation to Katie, managing expectations is really important because the last thing she needs is like the overwhelming pressure of a nation expecting her to just go out and win gold without any sort of difficulty again. As we said, there's a target on her back. Um, She's the reason all these women are competing in boxing at the Olympics. She is the poster child for the sport and she is the one that they all want to beat. However, you know, she's been through the mill the last couple of months, getting beat, um, having to having to qualify the hard way and uh, winning. Like it's uh, even saying like that winning bronze is doing things that like she she still won bronze at, at the world championships. She's mm-hmm. she's still the number one ranked mm-hmm. boxer in that division. And yeah, go Katie. That she she'd be she'd be my big medal hope for the Olympics. The Olympics are a really great opportunity to kind of watch sports that you wouldn't normally watch, right? So um, there's, I mean, you can kind of flick on TV and there's, you know, an hour or so of a sport that you you don't normally watch. But you do start watching it because you are really looking forward to a couple of sports, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the ones that you are most looking forward to? Um, Okay, so besides the two women that we just mentioned there, I would say I'm really excited about the 3000 meter steeplechase because I just think it's brilliant that we've got three women competing in the field and um, it's a fascinating event to watch. It's just it's just a really, really entertaining event to watch. I'm very excited about the swimming as well, especially seeing Fiona Doyle in action and the box like the other divisions in the boxing. I'm re- even though there's there's no Irish representation, I am looking forward to seeing people like Nicola Adams from the UK and Clarissa Shields from the USA competing in their divisions. What about yourself? So I've kept it um, to, yeah, I think triathlon for me, I am so excited to see it. Um, Aileen Reid, obviously, um, but I think she is lining up with a field that is just, I think it's the most competitive female triathlete field we've ever had in the Olympics. Gwen Jorgensen and Helen Jenkins are going to have a showdown um, and then there's Andrea Hewitt um, it's really like you know the World Tri Series has just been dominated by the Americans and the Brits for the past couple of years and to see how it's all going to unfold this year um, they there was a lot of people who had a rocky start really in Rio or in London and I think they're going to kind of claim Rio Um you know, Gwen Jorgensen in particular, she has just dominated, but her performance in London was less than she would expect of herself, I think. Also, the American team have had a couple of new additions um, and the GB team in particular are are just a really, really interesting, um, really interesting group of women. Um, and yeah, Gwen Jorgensen, Helen Jenkins, Showdown, Andrea Hewitt in the mix and our Aileen Reid closing in there. Mm-hmm. And so you're 
they're obviously the event uh, triathlon is an event that you are a massive fan of and then the 10,000 meter in the marathon I can't I can't forget them because yeah. you've got Fanila McCormick he's just I think gonna just mix things up for, for Team Ireland in the marathon in particular great stuff so um, in terms of events that I suppose you wouldn't be so well up on that that um, what ones are you looking forward to getting stuck into these Olympic Games I have never before watched the cycling in the Olympics and this year I'm going to do that um, I'm going to do it in particular because uh, Shannon McCurley I just really love her story I love that she qualified in a repechage a couple of weeks after she had um, an illness and I just think that's insane I want to see what she can do mm-hmm. I want to see what the actual sport is um, and I just I really like that kind of that underdog story mm-hmm I think mine is going to be, I suppose, my pledge sport that I want to get more knowledgeable about is sailing. Um, I just think we've got some great with Annalise, Saskia and Andrea. There's some great personalities involved and I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into the sailing in Rio. Okay, so biggest Irish underdog heading into the Games. We know who the the kind of main people are that are touted for a medal. Who do you think could just just shake it all up, pip them to the post? I'm going to say Natalia Coyle because, you know, it's it's I don't know that much about the fe- the the competition that she's facing, but just with a ninth place finish in London and the sheer volume of hard work and training that she's done since, I just think the sky's the limit. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Natalia compete, and I just think she she just seems to have that sort of drive and that sort of moxie to see to to do really well in her event. I uh, I'm going to change my answer, and I'm oh, can I do that? Oh, I don't know. Um, she's been very cryptic many, here. Too many to choose from. I th- I actually think I'm going to say Aileen Reid, um, because I think I think how she came back this year I think she's on a really good trajectory so fingers crossed Aileen Reid underdog get it done get it done and of course there is we've kind of gone through all of the Irish sportswomen there with a fine tooth comb but in terms of the international athletes that you're most looking forward to seeing in action we've mentioned a few of them already um, but Emily what will you when when there's no Irish interest being shown what will you be looking out for at the Rio Olympics yeah so I'm really looking forward to the athletics. I think the short distance athletics are going to be incredible. Um, also the kind of middle distance. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Jo Pavey. She is a slightly older athlete. She's 42. Um, she's competing for Team GB. And she was kind of written off until a couple of years ago at the Commonwealth Games where she really stole the show like six months after having a baby um, at, you know, not 21 shall we say um and i really think she could she could do something there um there's also alexia papas who's a greek american right and fun story about her she uh, never competed internationally until this year when she competed in the euros for um for greece and she recently just put out a movie about uh work-life balance but it's actually kind of a good movie apparently i haven't seen it yet um so i'm really looking forward to seeing her but she's got a really interesting kind of social media persona and she they run a lot so i'm really looking forward to seeing that mm-hmm. um and then also yeah gwen jorgensen in triathlon i just really want to see what she can do okay what about you uh well as we all know i find it hard to get through an episode of fair game without mentioning hockey um, so I am really looking forward to the women's hockey event. I've just about gotten over the fact that 
the Irish women's hockey team aren't there in such it was such disappointing fashion that that they were cruelly denied their spot but I know for a fact that they've already started their preparation for Tokyo 2020 so we're not going to talk about that anymore but I am really looking forward to the women's event and in particular the Dutch team who are just so majestic to watch in action like you've got the likes of Martha Powman and Ellen Hoog they are just such world-class wonders and I'm they're going to be a tough competition from Australia from New Zealand from Argentina who are now without the the magnificent Luciana Amar it's going to be interesting to see how they get on without her but yeah hockey 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 always um sticking with team sports you know I always enjoy watching the US women's national team in action what they've done for their sport and for female athletes in general continues to absolutely astound and I think they're going for their fourth Olympic gold I think that's they've, right they've, they've won three Olympic golds so they're going for their fourth a lot of the fan favourites that we we became so um, accustomed to seeing in action during the, during the, the Women's World Cup are going to be there and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing their campaign and finally Jessica Ennis-Hill in the heptathlon like I just have to see a photograph of Jessica Ennis-Hill competing at London 2012 and it sets off the sports feelings I just think she she is just such an incredible human being and to see what she's done since 2012 what she achieved there what she's done since coming back from having baby Reggie and, and winning the world championship um, she's going to be in action again in the heptathlon and I cannot wait to see it the Team GB heptathlon team are really competitive there is another woman on her team whose name escapes me right now um, but she had a really really terrible season in the Euros uh, and took it really poorly and I can't watch the clip without without feeling it um, but yeah I think the heptathlon is going to be another event to watch well that's about all we have time for we've talked through all of the Irish women we've talked about who we're going to be watching ourselves and we hope you enjoyed learning more about Ireland's Olympians and that you'll now get behind them as they give it their all in Rio across the next fortnight Make sure you're following us on Twitter at FairGameCast where we'll be keeping you up to speed on all of the major talking points here at the Olympics as well as key event information with a special focus on the Irish sportswomen in action. We've set up a Twitter list of all the Irish women mentioned on this episode who will be competing in Rio too. Some of them are just so, they're just so good at posting little photos, little videos of backstage kind of all access stuff you know get a get a glimpse into into life in the athletes video so make sure to check out that list and follow them all and yeah send the message of messages of support they're all checking their twitters it's it's always nice to hear from from fans back home so make your support known also have a look through the hashtag hashtag fg road to rio where we have listed profiles and photos of these 26 sportswomen along with some vital stats if you've missed any episodes to date, delve into our archive over on castaway.media forward slash fair game. In particular, we recommend checking out our Road to Rio specials with two of Ireland's track stars, Kira McGeehan and Sarah Tracy, who we have talked about quite a lot this evening because we love them v much. No better women to tell you about the long and often complicated path to competing in the Olympic Games and what it means for them to be there. You can also subscribe to Fair Game on iTunes and all other podcasting apps to get each new edition direct to your device upon release. So that's it for this episode. Enjoy the Olympics. And from both myself and Emily, the very best of luck to all the members of Team Ireland at the Games. Talk to you soon. 
Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.5%, APR 4.78%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. 